Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 267, and today we'll be talking about the announcement of Adventure Time Distant Lands. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So they, 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 they did it. The How long has it been since the series finale of Adventure Time? And they decided we can make more money with this. <laughs> it feels like that not much time could have passed between the Adventure Time crew finishing this project and AT&T asking Cartoon Network, hey, can we make some more of this? I don't think that they are done animating and or maybe even writing all of these specials. I think only two of them are showing up next year. But I don't think there was much of a gap between showrunner Adam Mudo finishing the last episode of Adventure Time and knowing that this project was coming up. I mean, yeah, it's been like a year since the series finale was aired. And then they, they announced this. So they probably they probably did start working on it not long after. But it feeds into the whole Time Warner AT&T merger strategy and getting all of us young folks who don't have cable packages to buy into something new. I saw a lot of tweets saying, okay, I'll buy HBO Max for one month for this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It is an interesting choice for it to be specials and not regular episodes because with something that airs weekly like Game of Thrones, you can keep people around for longer than a month. But since these are just hour-long specials, it doesn't really create a um, subscriber loyalty. Yeah, although I I did note that they broke it up into two releases, so you can't really do the, I'm going to subscribe for one month. They're like, ha, we actually got you for two. Right. I mean, with four specials, they're at least getting you to pay four times in total. But no, they're going to be doing two in the first release, and we presume the other two, those are going to come later. Oh, so we think they're going to be together. Oh, okay. So when we get one, we get two. Yeah, BMO and Obsidian are coming out in 2020, and we don't know when Wizard City and Together Again will come out. I would assume that they need time to work on them. This is also a brand new format for Adventure Time. I didn't see a lot of conversation online about how different this is. Adventure Time has done at least three times that I can think of. It might have been four eight episode long almost mini series so they understand how to write a long story but those still kind of have breaks they do feel like they were written like for instance the islands mini series feels like it's one story but a lot of it is still like 11 minute segments and so now they basically have to write movies four times it's kind of like what the futurama staff had to do when they were like that that show went off air like three times But their third time they came back on, they also did movies like this. So there's like a season that also Hmm. has four movies in it. So this is a thing that has happened in Cartoon World before. I'm interested to see how the Adventure Time staff handles it. The staff has also radically changed in some ways. Even though Adam Muto is returning, there is a ton of new faces, including Jenny Goldberg, who worked on very important house that never happened, but more big the Invader Zim comics, and the Enter the Florpus movie that came out on Netflix recently. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they can onboard the non-Adventure Time people. Probably they're professionals, obviously, but you always got to worry. I mean, there's a lot of like, not just Cartoon Network people too. They've recruited a bunch of people for this project that come from a pretty diverse set of shows. So like you have Maya Peterson, who's coming from Steven Universe as like an artist. And so that direction, 
along with Jenny Goldberg, is kind of different from what we normally had on Adventure Time. But then for writers, you have people coming from Steven Universe Future and another writer on Enter the Florpus. And those are just like not not Adventure Time. (laughs) And even the Owl House, which hasn't aired yet. But uh, like a lot of these seem like new writers that I haven't necessarily seen in the rounds before. So that's going to be something. I mean, what worries me the most about this is the the business side of it. I had I had been hoping for a couple of years now, actually, that they would eventually offer basically the Cartoon Network app, some Cartoon Network streaming service for like $10 a month. And you're like, oh, hey, you get the whole Cartoon Network back catalog and you can watch new episodes as they air, you know, whatnot. Just, you know, hey, it's the Cartoon Network place. But instead, this is saying hey, actually, we might want you to pay $20 or so, and we'll just bundle it all in with this HBO stuff that you're probably not interested in, but hey, we got your money. It does not really make a lot of sense. There is not a good segmentation. Oh, it makes perfect like The audience that wants sense. to watch this. Yeah, for AT&T, it's like, oh, we just want to dump everything that makes people subscribe to us in one place. But for people who like Adventure Time, they might not really care about anything else on there. And it feels like they have enough content to have, between Adult Swim and Cartoon Network, their own service. So we'll see how successful this is for them. This is them testing yeah. the waters, but I I don't know. I'm putting a happy face on it and hoping that they're just using this to promote the new service. And eventually there will be a cheaper Cartoon Network only streaming service. But again, the impulses towards consolidation so i'm not sure how likely that is to actually happen but where does the current cartoon network content go because most of the shows exist on hulu right now which is owned by disney i don't know if all that stuff is going to eventually get pulled off and come on to hbo max i don't, I don't know where all this at&t content's going if it eventually needs to be pulled off others Eventually, the hulu contract will end and i'm pretty sure they're not going to want to be saddled with disney so Yeah, if they have their own streaming service, it's only going to be on their own services. I can promise you that as soon as they have the opportunity. I just wish I could get it on my Amazon Prime. That would be so nice of them, but it's not ever going to happen. Nope, the streaming wars are only going to get hotter. I mean, to be honest, I'm actually not sure if I'm even going to be able to buy this on Amazon Prime or if they're actually going to just keep that one there. Hmm. It's kind of like the Nickelodeon content, the new movies they made that went on to Netflix. Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie was available on iTunes after it was released, but Enter the Florpus, as far as I've seen, has not been released anywhere for purchase. You have to watch it on Netflix. (sighs) Not good for consumers, guys. Not (laughs) good for consumers. No. But what would be good is one name that I'm waiting to see that has not yet appeared with her name on this project is... Rebecca Sugar. I desperately hope, but also... They have a bubbling episode. How could they not have Rebecca Sugar on? Right, she has to come back, which is very exciting. It feels like the time is right because she just produced an entire movie whose concept was already rooted in something she'd done for Adventure Time already with the Everything Stays song being basically Spinell's story. And... She has such a connection to Adventure Time. She basically made the lore something people cared about because of the Ice King. But yeah, like like I was saying, Rebecca Sugar is the one who basically made Bubbleine a thing. And so if they have an episode featuring Marceline and Princess Bubblegum, 
and you know going into their past like she has to be on that right i wish i mean it would be really amazing if she actually had the opportunity to be a storyboarder or something on it but at this point i feel like her involvement would only be with writing a song yeah i I don't think she has time because this episode's probably almost done by now no actually no they could still be having the animation team over there doing it but yeah all the all their work on it is done but rebecca sugar's been working on steven universe future so yeah i mean she's been but we can dream really busy (laughs) i i feel like my dream will come true but it'll be a i mean it it would just excite so many people I, i i know it's gonna happen a writer credit might be able to happen. Maybe. Running a show's a tough gig, but eh, maybe they maybe they consulted with it, her. It, the timing with Steven Universe Future makes it more questionable, but Rebecca Sugar's gotten around doing all sorts of weird things in the past while working on Steven Universe. Like, obviously she's been involved in Adventure Time multiple times since becoming her own showrunner, but she was even on, like, the Netflix revival of Mystery Science Theater 3000 as credited. I don't think hmm. she was a writer. She was, like, consulted for some episode or episodes if she can go do that in the middle of like season three of steven universe surely she got to work on this amazing continuation of adventure time well you know what david i'm crossing my fingers as far as the actual content of these new episodes what w- what did you say your favorite concept out of the four that they announced was i'm most looking forward to wizard city i love peppermint butler i wholeheartedly agree i really missed the like dark magic side of peppermint butler that kind of just was only a gag and never really went anywhere as far as being really integrated into the plot of the show i can't believe they're giving him out of the four hours of adventure time that's going to exist an entire hour out of that it's going to probably be really funny and also he kind of got turned into dumb candy uh like mindless for like the last season so we're just really excited to see him restored now what would what would you say your second most looked forward to episode would be bubbling for sure yep that that's that's my second i do want to see so the way the show closed out is exactly how i expected adventure time to have closed out before which was by not really ending with together again being specifically about jake and finn and apparently focusing on their relationship I'm wondering, does that mean we get some kind of closing that they felt like they couldn't have done before with the series? Because the way the that Adventure Time ended, it kind of ended with without that like core relationship being at the center. And so now they kind of have an opportunity to focus solely on them again. Best bros. That's interesting to me. But it's not really as lore or history interesting to me as the bubbling episode which is going to specifically cover their past history which i know fans desperately including me wanted to see in the show and will definitely get to happen with its presence on hbo max like they hopefully won't have to feel restricted anymore although because of steven universe's presence on cartoon network i think they stopped feeling that the the network's opinion on showing same sex same sex relationships changed yeah, that's fair. Although, again, Mr. Smiley, Mr. Frowny, uh, maybe means some relationships are harder to portray than others. Yeah, well, it's like, <laughs> I think they started with the less human the characters are, the more that they, quote unquote, let them got away with it. Like, 
It was especially sensitive back in the Legend of Korra era times with the characters just being like fully human. But I mean, nowadays you have like Nickelodeon, The Loud House, one of the main cast is just a gay girl and it's completely fine. And the show doesn't get like taken off the air. So I think at this point, finally in 2019, we can just have an Adventure Time hour long episode that is about a queer relationship, which is pretty cool. Now, I'm not sure which of the two other episodes I am less interested in. Bemo or, as you already mentioned, Together Again. Like, Wizard City and Obsidian are just going to be two tough acts to follow. But... Bemo's going to be The Bemo cute. one just sounds so silly. Right, it doesn't feel meaty enough for an hour. Like It's going to be so fun to watch, but still. Right, you're like, oh, we have the opportunity to go back. But maybe it'll feed into... If you were especially a fan of seasons one and two of Adventure Time, or especially a fan of BMO, that might be what this episode caters to more. And I do like that aspect of Adventure Time. BMO can't carry an episode by himself. He needs another... There, It needs to be primarily following somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does have his whole history of Moe's. Maybe other Moe's could be yeah. involved in the story. Progressively, BMO's stories when he had solo episodes frequently featured more Moe's. So who knows? They're going to be in space. I don't know what that means for all four of these. Did you did you see Bemo in the cowboy hat? Right, like, Bemo gets to be a cowboy adventurer now. This whole four specials being united under that theme, I don't know how to feel or think about that yet. It is almost exactly like how regular show's final season was just in space. I don't know what that implies about or the state of earth why they all these stories you know we, we haven't even talked about are all these stories connected in some way which could also be mm. a pretty compelling reason to watch all four of them like right now i'm thinking about them as just independent one hour specials but if they had some overarching narrative that could be pretty cool to watch yeah maybe i mean they have uh you have Bubblegum in a what looks to be maybe a spacesuit sitting on top of a rocket, maybe uh maybe I don't know. The Glass Kingdom sounds like it's on ooh, but ooh. I mean I'm just I'm just looking at that rabbit guy. Everyone else is paired up with other people. We haven't seen have we seen that rabbit before? I, I, I watched every episode of Adventure Time and the rabbit is not sticking out in my head. Like I said, I, I said Bemo has to have somebody with him in this episode. Maybe that's the rabbit. Well, I will say this. I'm really excited to see this. I don't think it's going to make me stay a subscriber of HBO Max unless all of the Cartoon Network content comes there. I do think it's cool that Cartoon Network is continually trying to do better things with their digital presence. I don't really like using the Cartoon Network app as the place I currently go to watch Cartoon Network content. I try to prefer watching it on Hulu just so I don't have to watch ads. The Cartoon Network app is uncomfortable to deal with i mean mostly just as a not child i don't want the constant mcdonald's ads and you know hasbro toy ads yeah cartoon network we have food at home <laughs> yeah <laughs> but oh god where's my now i'm just thinking of the we have food at home meme <laughs> God, I've literally watched, like, I, you know, I'm watching the Adventure Time finale, and I just kept getting spammed. This is the same for watching Steven Bombs. With the same 
McDonald's four-piece chicken nugget kids meal ad. And I that distinctly stands out in my mind. The horrible I'm loving it jingle. Like I, I just don't want da, da, that da, da, da. in my life while watching these shows. Well, get used to it. They're going to add commercials to the subscriptions at some point. This continuation, though, feels like the same way that Samurai Jack came back and got a bonus season on Adult Swim. Yeah, a really good first half of a season. <laughs> right. I didn't say <laughs> the show was awesome, but the uh, the fact that it got brought back at all was pretty awesome. The fact that networks are, are listening to fans and, and scoping out interest and then building these shows is good. And I'm really glad that all these people get invited back on to work on and continue these awesome projects that I really care about. I don't know about its involvement in helping them win the streaming wars, but if they keep paying attention to their properties and maintaining them like this, maybe that'll keep fans there. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll tell them this. If they want me to subscribe to HBO Max, if, that's, if they are that desperate to win the streaming wars... They got to make Electa Kids Next Door happen. Oh my god, yes. I'm pretty sure I'm one of the hundreds of people that signed the petition for that. Kids Next Door Intergalactic. What was the latest news on that? Like something happened in the past three years that made it feel like it was a thing. But yes, absolutely, GC. Uh, with that, I suppose we'll leave you. Until next week, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or like on YouTube. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.